everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ask Jillian. With me as always, Lizzie. Hi, everybody. And joining us today is one of my absolute favorite people. And he called me when I said I was an alcoholic. He was one of the first people. But you know him from films, from movies. My son, I'm pretty sure, faked sick today to meet him oh. because he's in one of his favorite movies. You know him from so many things. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Stop. It's, <laughs> That's Tom, your son. it's Tom Arnold, everybody. Hey. Hey, he's honey. trying to say that, that Liz's brother is my John, son. Our yeah. producer. Listen, you and I both have kids that are young we for do. our age. Like, we I mean, do. you've got a five-year-old. I'm 62 and I'm a single Whoa. dad with an eight-year-old to five-year-old. And, and I'm 55 uh, with an 11 and 14. Are you 55? Single. You look good. Yeah, thank you. you you've done well, very well for you yourself. You know what it is? It's the I dropped the booze. Now you haven't yeah. had a drink since. Well, I haven't had a drink since 1989, and Whoa. I look like shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You know why I do? It's my kids' fault because I eat with them. And I, oh. you, I want to say this. Yeah. You are a, a really great father because yeah. I see all of his videos. His kids are involved. They're so happy. You can see how much they like love you and your personality is so sparkling and you're fun. You're a fun dad. And I, I, I it's just amazing to me that you can handle all that, doing yeah. what you do, movies and everything else and we're going to talk about that because you're in one of my absolute favorite yeah. movies but um you grew up in a a fucked up yeah. situation now did, lizzie did you watch queen of meth yeah i okay. did yeah, yeah so um that tells you you were kind of up against it from birth yeah. Well, yeah. So you grew up in Ohio. Iowa. God Excuse damn it. Me. Oh, Iowa. <laughs> God, please don't ever do that They're again. They're all the same to me. I'm I kidding. don't say I'm Idaho kidding. or Ohio. Because <laughs> I, I was, I was the corn state, the corn, oh. soybean, uh, pork. Okay. We're the pork state. Well, didn't you work on the pig farm? I did. Yeah. I did. And I worked in the, on the kill floor of a meat packet plant Jesus. for three years. So Whoa. Same, same money for could. college. Oh, I don't think I yeah. could do that. That's tough shit. Well, oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not a vegetarian or anything, but it's just like, holy shit, I'd feel so, I, I'm empathetic. So well, I you do, up. you do. Later on in life, you will think about it. Yeah. And uh, I still, my kids yep. still, eat. Yeah. we're Jewish and we yeah. eat bacon though. Yeah. But, but you do consider... Sure. You know, the, you can't get a camera in a meatpacking plant. No, it's illegal. For, for a reason. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, your, your, your childhood mm -hmm. was filled with so much chaos. Uh, I want to talk about the Queen of Meth if you haven't seen it. Here, I just saw it, a woman. I see her face. It's a documentary. I say, fuck it. I love documentaries. I start watching. I'm so invested in this woman. And I see Tom, you know, mm -hmm. and I didn't know she was your sister. Um, she is something else. Her name is Lori. Yes. You tell us about growing up with your mom and your dad in Iowa separately together, how, how she turned, how she turned out the way she is and how you turned out the way you are. Well, you know, by the grace of God, number one, but I, you know, we grew up, she's a year younger and, uh, and, and our parents, like my mom left when I was four she was three my brother was one Ooh. and then we were raised by my dad very nice he was 22 when i was four so oh he's a single dad like you yeah. Wow. and uh and you know he was excellent 
you know. But uh, uh, then when I was ten, he married the next door neighbor, you know, because he really couldn't date, and oh, and that man. was a that was a hard thing for okay. you know because she she had two kids that, that I knew since they were born. There's our next door neighbor, and then they had two more, which is great. But oh. I was the oldest. I'm now seven, and and it was uh, an issue for her. Like she she's like I'm gonna break the old one, and uh, so when, later when I was uh, uh, fifteen, I moved out. In, in with my mom now oh. i knew my mom wasn't a mom like i knew what do you mean by that well she does she would say i'm not maternal i'm not but she wow. had no interest in being a, a mother she how would, old was she when she had you she was 16 oh yeah yeah and uh, I, I get that but 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 you know my dad was 18 and uh Young. and i'm grateful the best mother you know after she died i i uh, uh went to her i don't want to get my stories out of line here but i went to i didn't go to her funeral because we had had an acrimonious yeah. relationship but the day after i went to the cemetery and i read a letter to her that said uh the things i'm mad about on one side and the things i'm grateful for wow. on the other which is is something you know you may want to do yeah. one day and i i i was uh, mm. the, the the things i was mad about was that she abandoned us but that was also the thing i was grateful for yeah because, because? she got let put us in a position to with our dad to succeed and not be involved because he wasn't chaos you know she went on to be married seven times you know she was an alcoholic a drug addict uh and, and to do that thing which could not have been easy no matter what your no matter what and to do that uh, and uh it was i was so grateful about that and and you know you you do later in life when my dad passed away i got a trunk of stuff and you see the oh. all the court stuff oh and, and you know back in wow. uh, 1963 or four uh the the mother got the yep. kids and they went to court for the kids yeah and and my dad's parents paid both for both lawyers but they came today when they were going to put me on the stand i was four oh and, my gosh and basically the, they'd ask you who do you love more your mom or your dad oh, and, and uh my dad said i can't do that i i quit and yeah. uh and the day after she drove out to his office and said here's the keys to the house they're with the babysitter they're yours so whatever happened that wow. moment that moment really changed uh the changed our, of, yeah. our life it gave, at least gave us an opportunity and uh but when i was 15 i wanted to fucking party right i wanted but to drink that's what kills so you she was the party house that oh yeah what, well there was no rules no rules in what was like for sex drinking nothing yeah, nothing and she would say oh i'm leaving town for two weeks you could fuck your girlfriend here, which sounded so weird to yeah. hear from your mother. <laughs> and, uh, but was she more like a buddy? Like she, she wasn't was, a buddy, but she wanted to be a buddy. I never dug yeah, it. Nobody wants your their mom yeah. to be a buddy. They want a mom, right? Well, I also my some my stepdad. Some of them were cool. Yeah. Some of them I had to fist fight. Se you know, I was a kid. Oh, really? Seven yeah. of them. I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. The last one was the chief of police. He was the worst. <laughs> what? He was the worst. <laughs> but let me say, my sister, on the other hand, yeah, who's a year and a half younger. She she idolized your mother. mother. Yeah. yeah. And that happens a lot with kids where they like, I really look up to this person that is not here. They're the hero and they play. And, yeah. and, and, and my dad made one mistake. It is a mistake I don't make. Uh, he, when my mom would come over just wasted and acting stupid and just doing stuff, he would just laugh. And I think he, you know, his thing was, I'm taking the high road. I'm, but he also found her pretty amusing. And, <laughs> but I never Do you went, think you got your humor from her? Well, like, I swear, was I, your dad I, funny? I'm sure 50, she wasn't as funny as she fucking thought she was. <laughs> but, and, but I'm gonna, See, that's funny. But, but everybody in town called her mom. 
Yeah. You know, like she uh, ran these bars and are like, well, again, um, yeah. which was weird to me, that but she, she would come over and follow the Christmas tree or some shit and oh my God. everybody would laugh. But I yeah. knew, yeah. yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. And I also had two grandmothers who were awesome. So I knew this that, is, this is normal. what should be going on. Yeah. Oh. And you know, my friends had, uh, and if you're from a small farming town and there's something weird about your family, everybody uh, knows, everybody knows. And you got to so fight your way through it. She was sort of the, everyone knew she was an alcoholic and a lunatic. Yeah. A lunatic. And, uh, they didn't know uh, we had a, we didn't have, they knew we didn't have a mother. Yeah. They, you know, so that's and why I relate of, to Barack Obama so much because he was raised a lot of his life in Kansas in a small farming community. And I don't know if you know this, but he was black. So that stood out. <laughs> I had no mother. What? That stood out. Yeah. He was black. And, yeah. and also our grandpas looked exactly the same. You're, you're, oh, your Barack Obama black? and I. No, no, oh. Barack Obama's grandpa was white, oh. but they oh, looked yeah. the same. Wow! And so I was like, "Oh, that guy, that guy from Chicago, you're he right. and I have a million things That's in common." That's so great. So, uh, but, but your your sister now, Lori was the opposite. She thought your mom. Was, she idolized was, her, oh. loved the partying. And yeah. what age did Lori? Did you always? Okay, she's your baby sister, and yeah. when you watch the movie, you feel yeah. like, you know, drugs have really done a number, and so she, to me. I thought she was your older sister. Yeah, she and, looks older. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to look older than me. She does. No, she does. Yeah, she had and, a rough life. Yes. But when was it? When did the, the switch go the other way? Like, did, was there a moment? Or did she always just get along with her smoothly rising up? Because then she became a, a major drug dealer. Lord well, my mom screwed up her life. My mom, when I was 15, I went to live with my mom because I wanted, you know. And then so she followed me. Oh. And... and uh, uh, she was 14 up till right. then she'd been an excellent student excellent athlete she uh, had done she was in better grades than me better grade very popular she was with your dad living with your yeah. dad at that point yeah and, and there was there were rules and, and then went to my mom there was she's like it's off so they became party buddies my mom gave my sister her first drugs you know her first booze her first everything and, and when she was 14 my mom found out she was dating this 23 year old pedophile oh, from our town like like uh, like serial pedophile. Yeah, instead of instead of getting her away from she the made her she gave her three choices: either you uh, break up with him, which fourteen year old girls like, oh, I love this dude, yeah, or I'm gonna have him arrested, or you can marry him, and I will drive you to Missouri to marry him, which is so crazy. And it's I, insane. I, yeah, and that I'd be like me driving Ruby, who was fourteen, to marry a twenty three year old. She's not in her right mind. Obviously, your mother was the chemicals had already played a trick on her by that point. She was. She just had no moral compass. Like, yeah. like, like I remember the drugs or without drinking? the uh, drugs. Okay. You know, she had two very strong parents. I don't know what. I don't know. She just didn't have, you know, she never obviously got sober. She never yeah. really weighed. I'm sure she was dealing with a lot of shit. But yeah. to do that, to make that move, to drive her and that guy Across to Missouri, line, yeah. yeah, to make him get married. They came, that day it happened, I came home and I was like, where are they? And, and my stepdad's like, he's gone to Missouri to get Lori married. I'm like, fuck that. And I called my dad. Oh. and tried to get out of the highway uh, and find them. And uh, it was too late. And they came back way 
wasted. Oh. And my mom was all sad clowning. You know, she was a fucking sad drunk too. Okay. And everybody was crying. And then Lori never came. Lori got dropped off at his apartment. That was it. She was a married woman now. And at so, 14. Uh, yeah, so oh she's out God. of school. She's out of life. And she's with this guy who's abusive to her, who eventually I went over and got her and got yeah. in his Thank God. His stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's a funny story. They didn't deal with it in the documentary, but... He died in a mysterious fire in his own bed. <laughs> That's all uh, I'm going to say. This guy what? had cheated on Lori with 12-year-olds, his uh, whatever, whatever. And whole, just, you know, yeah. there's a small town justice. Yeah, I, know I was say. just going to say one of the yeah, fathers. Yeah. One of the fathers. Speaking of fathers, so where was your dad when at 15 and 14, knowing who your mom was, you guys having to go live with her? Your dad didn't stop that? Well, he tried, you know, he tried, but he uh, he took a lot of heat. I can remember being home and having my you know my my stepmother would keep charts on the fridge how many wax you're getting for your dad oh, you know and my dad was not a uh a corporal punishment guy right. he was soft and and uh, in a kind way like she's a bitch yeah my dad's mother ironed his underwear the whole time he was in college oh, and, oh my god high school like <laughs> so he comes from that but she was a bitch just a horrible bitch and she pitted kids against each other horrible and i could hear them arguing downstairs oh come on ruth i don't want to and he's like i'm gonna leave if we don't and then i just run downstairs i just get some oh. extra pairs of undies on for yeah. padding and just go because i did want dad to lose his wife Jeez. because he had done you know he, he he had sacrificed so much for us for, kids as you were you yeah. know but i yeah. but i genuinely tried to make it work with with her and it just was too you hard know, with Ruth? Yeah, I was. I went to live with my grandparents first. And, and uh, my, I came, I was, we were eating dinner. I'd come home and uh, all of a sudden my grandpa buries her head in her hands and starts weeping. And my grandpa's like, what's wrong with you? And I had a black eye. I didn't even think about it. Like I had a lot of black eyes. Like she couldn't take that I'd gotten a black eye. And I, was, and oh, I, I knew right then I can't live here either because it's almost we the get opposite a lot of, of yeah. yeah. And, uh, but, wow. but I did try. And then, you know, eventually uh, my mom, you know, because that seemed like, you know, I also well, wanted to 15, drink. you 15, right? I yeah. wanted to party. Yeah. So, I wanted to be on my own. And yeah. you were on your own here. Well, how so? Like she would leave for a couple of weeks and stuff but when she was there was she just drinking and you could drink like every Lori had her first drink with her like what, yeah drugs? I tried to be to drink with her a few times and uh it's weird you know but it just was weird it's not like I went oh this is my mom even to try, kind of deal I worked for uh, a couple of the bars with other people and yeah. where we'd all just get blood wasted yeah but I also knew there were kids at school whose mom made cookies yeah. and brought uh -huh. them to school yeah and you know I'd look at magazines and yeah. you know be advertising it of it and there'd be the mom and I'd yeah. be like how the fuck does that happen yeah <laughs> sure but, but I think she did her very best considering what her uh, skills she had well there's a very a very poignant scene in the movie because she really directed Lori's life in a sort of a downward spiral with all of the marriage, the drugs, the freedom. Uh, 14 is a very important age for teenagers. And she, so there's a poignant scene where you guys visit your mom's grave and, you know, you 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 were very angry and you didn't know mm -hmm. that you, did you know you were going to get like I didn't that? know I was going to visit my mom's grave I was getting ready to go get out of town I'd come there for a couple of days to film with my sister and, and also to to talk about our town not it, it, you know not, I just didn't want to tell Iowa to be yeah. known as the meth capital of yeah, the world yeah. um because there's a lot of great things about our town and and so I thought well I'm going to do that and I'll support my sister 
And they, and on the way out, they said, hey, uh, they texted Sasha, my sister, would you consider coming to say goodbye? Here's the, to Lori, here's the address. And we started heading out there and I was like, that's, this is the fucking cemetery. Oh, I know what's man. going on here. And, uh, wow. but I know, you know, uh, and, and the thing about my mom's grave is uh, uh, the day that I went after she died and read the letter, yeah. grateful, sad. Uh, then I asked her, seventh husband who was already engaged if oh i could move her remains by my grandparents and give yeah. her back her maiden name that was oh. my and i ended up having to you know pay him off but and it you was were just, able to do yeah that. i was able to do it that and, must have brought you some comp peace with her because i know you had a lot of built up anger and you had other things but did that help i have it? peace with myself because she was an alcoholic and a, and a drug addict so she behaved like an alcoholic a drug addict behaves yeah well and, how does an was, alcoholic and a drug i want to know because well you, my, you're sloppy you're yeah. sloppy you don't mm -hmm. uh, we are sloppy yeah we, we are we are I, you know I, I, we should not be you. around children i told you <laughs> i did most of my drinking at home and i started day drinking and i thought i was hiding it from the kids like i was like and i they told me after I stopped, they said, no, you would talk funny. And as soon as a word came out, we would both look at each other and roll our eyes and go to our rooms. And I'm like, what? It makes you like your kids don't know you like that. So thank God. That's a wonderful thing to have. And I, I'm so curious how you went from that life. Okay. Partying at 15 mm -hmm. to working in films. One mm -hmm. of the greatest films ever. True lies. Forget about it with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis. How, what was the transition to that? I mean, I know there was a marriage and everything mm -hmm. along the way, but mm -hmm. did you? Well, uh, first of all, let me, my mom lisped when she drank and I oh. fucking hated it. But kids were very sensitive and yes. kids either go, there's something up here or they go, oh, that's normal. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so, yes. yeah, it's a very, your kids are on top of it. They're like, and, and the fact that you're on top of it means everything i just want to say too yeah. i've got a lot of guys and uh you know i've been going to to, to sobriety meetings for 30 uh sub years and you know the the best stories i hear are uh recovering alcoholics that say their their dad or their mom got sober later in life and it really changed their life mm. and how much respect they have for them so but to finish off my mom at the at the grave and again that's the best she could do. And the fact yeah. she'd given us to our dad, I was grateful. Uh, you know, I was writing on the Roseanne show at the time. And uh, I wrote, an ep there's an episode where Roseanne's dad dies. Yeah. And I gave her that speech that I read to my <gasps> oh, mom. And incredible. she won an Emmy for that. Oh, you know, my God. And, uh, I did not because realize that. Anything real. Yeah. You know, people sense that. It emanates. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I uh, my journey also is not linear. I mean, I, I haven't dragged since 1989. But at 19 years sober, I got in a motorcycle wreck out of pch and, and i'd always said to guys even guys i'd sponsored that were heroin and opioid guys i said no no i'm a cocaine and alcohol i don't get that yeah and and uh, the, the moment i got a shot out of the highway there i'd broken a like, bone in my back i ooh, went oh i, I get do get it, it. Like, I like, like a it. demerol or something because well like a like a fentanyl okay oh, so when oh. i was getting i had the cancer and the tits chopped off and everything yeah. they would come by and give me this shot and i gotta I, get my tits chopped off my <laughs> tits are so big i'm serious like i don't know what's happening here <laughs> and i was getting the shots and i was like oh, this is the greatest thing ever yeah. but i was like you alcohol 
I didn't try cocaine until I was 38. And I did That it. was weird when you did that. I'll never forget I, that. I fucking yeah. lived yeah. in Miami at 24. I was terrified yeah. of it. And I, all the producers, I did a TV show or a news there. It was, it, was, it was everywhere. And it was the early 90s. But I wanted to go back to something that you said that's so poignant. So I... By the way, it's fentanyl and these uh, medications oh, are... Oh. But when you're having surgery... When you're, you yeah. know, in the right, they're, they're, you, you need it. They'll save your soul because Absolutely. you should not. And even in the program of, I, I don't speak for uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous or any of these things, uh, uh, but but I do recommend them. But I, but I will say this: there is a there is a passage about not suffering, doing more damage to yourself. For instance, people are like, yeah, I went to surgery today, no medication, oh, no. That, that's not on. a part of the program either because that damages you psychologically. Oh, no way. I would and never. so, you know, the part of the program is telling your buddies, yeah. here's what's going on, yeah. here's what it need to happen. And, and by the way, when I left the hospital, it's not like I fucking walked out with syringes of the Demerol shots. I wish I could have, but I couldn't. Yeah. But going back to your um, your mother, I will say, okay, so I was adopted and the people that adopted me were teetotalers. My mom and dad never drank. Mm -hmm. When I met my birth mom at 34, mm -hmm. she gave me up for adoption and then she married my dad and she had two, two daughters. So I had full sisters. I was the oldest. When they met me, we started talking and they said, we need to tell you something. Um, mom is a major drinker. And I'm like, oh, does she get mad at you guys when she drinks? And they're like, no. And I'm like, does she, does she, does she like tell you you're horrible and everything? And they're like, no, like she's kind of a happy, sloppy drunk. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, I meet her. We drink together. We were drinking, drinking. I was like, this is so emotional because I didn't, you know, I looked like her when she was young and mm -hmm. she would tell me these great stories. Both my sisters do not drink because they came home to her cigarette passed out no no panties on for lunch with their friends or she'd have part like, of that story is, is good but <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah. where were her pants nobody knows yeah um and then also you know my my youngest amy uh she was 22 when i met her when she was 12 went to a restaurant with my mom and my mom passed out in her plate and the manager wasn't exactly nice about it and so they're like well do you who, who can you call and she's like crying she called her one of her sister my mom's sisters and she you know, got her. They're all straight Irish girls. They all grew up in Ireland mm -hmm. and their dad mm -hmm. was hardcore drinker. My mom, mm -hmm. everybody drank. And then they emigrated to Canada. And so she's got like seven sisters and they're all like, like Nula and Celestia. They're all like these Irish names. But uh, one time my, Amy brought a friend over for dinner. My mom put a bird in the oven and I mean, it sounds funny, but then like two hours later, they're like, we're hungry. And they looked, it was still raw. She never turned oh, the oven on. So there's all this I could do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, that but could I, happen to me. But I'm going to tell you. Drew actually asked you one of the first things we had him on the podcast was, do you have family history of this? And at first you said about your adopted family. No, yeah. no, no. And he goes, what about your birth family? Yeah. And then you brought up your mother. And he goes, well, then there you yes, go. you that do. Is it. Yeah. So at the very end, she had three cancers. And in Canada, you get 300 Percocets. That's what they fucking give you. And I go, oh my. She goes, hand me a Percocet. Wait, 300 pills? Yeah, in Canada. Yeah, it's fucking totally different. You wow. can get Tylenol uh, codeine over the counter. So- that is true. We were upstairs and uh, alone. Whoa. Everyone's downstairs, including my parents who adopted me because we were having a celebration of life before she died. Oh. So everybody flew in from Ireland, wherever. And I, my, she wanted to thank my parents for raising me. So we're upstairs. And she goes, hand me the bottle of Percocet. Well, I see a fucking size of a coat, like a can. Mm -hmm. And I go, what, this? She goes, yeah. And I go, how many do you get? And she goes, 300. I go, is that for the year? And she goes, it's for the month. And she <gasps> goes, try one. And I'm like, okay. 
buddies, right? Right. And I tried one, and 10 minutes later, I felt so sick and dizzy. I ended up puking in the toilet. I was more of a, a Vicodin girl or cocaine mm-hmm. when I tried it with drinking. But Vicodin is similar to it, Percocet. It is, but it wasn't a str- Percocet. Whatever the fuck she was yeah. on made me spin and puke. Yeah. And then I met her downstairs, and she would hand me pills under the table. Like, it was our secret, because she couldn't do it to the other two, because they mm-hmm. grew up with it, and they had they wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. And I was the opposite. She could tell I was her. And I think... I stopped drinking after I met her for 13 months, but did no program, partied, you know, didn't... And I went on a date and I felt really awkward. So I said, fuck it, I'll order a, bo- a, gal- a glass of wine. And within a week I was I was back, you know, to my regular. And How so, would that date go? Because a lot of times when you have a drink <laughs> and then you start drinking, you do something like shit your pants or something like that. Because your body gets, you're not, <laughs> you're used, not used to, to it. it. <laughs> your, body, your body's not used to it. All of a sudden imagine? it's like, uh, wait, uh, what is it, Lent? When uh, for six weeks, uh, <laughs> yes, people Lent. that are oh, yeah. fish on give Friday. Up, yeah. And then they get fucking wasted yes. the first time they drink. And oh, yeah. shit their pants. Yeah. They shit their pants. I would have shit his Ferrari first. It was a horrible date. He, he showed up in a Ferrari Lamborghini, something fucking flashy and cheesy. And he gets out and he's got all, I don't even. Bleh. Is this the one you paid for and gave a blowjob? No. I gave pay, a blowjob. No, 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 no. It was Kim Kardashian's first husband. Oh, then I don't know about no, that. No, you're yeah. talking about Terrell Owens. Oh, God. I, and I never t- gave Hold a on. fucking blowjob. I fucking paid for lunch and I said, get lost. And then he said, can you come up to my suite? And I'm like, fuck that. And yeah. I drove home in my Porsche. I never gave him a blowjob. I'm confusing you're someone, thinking, No, uh, don't say his name. Okay. Don't say I know who you're thinking of. The Chris Humphreys, did you give him a blowjob? <laughs> I was not with all of Kim's husbands. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I did not. But my point is secrecy, lies, and I didn't realize. So when I finally got it, something happened. I blacked out and the kids were home. Yep. And that was my bottom yep. because my girlfriend who's sober came over the next day. Knock on wood. That was your bottom. Thank Knock God. Knock on fucking That's wood. That's what right Heather Lock- Locklear said. You could have had a DUI. You could have killed someone. You could have, and I said, and Shadine came over and she goes, yeah. do you know how fucking lucky you are? She's mm-hmm. been arrested. Heather's been arrested. They 5150s. 5150s. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am very, very lucky. So what was your, I'm curious, it was 85. Did you have a bottom? Not everybody does. I just had a, you know, I never did drugs. So I was out of, of high school because I was like, yeah, the people that do drugs are here. Us alcoholics are here. And it really, my town was oh, sort of divided in that. Interesting. Rednecks and stoners. I and then, you, yeah, but you I got wasted all the time. There's no, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then uh, when I moved, uh, started doing comedy and uh, left now, Iowa. Now, you were doing comedy, was it, did you start in Iowa with stand-up and stuff? Or I, you, well, the first time, my whole goal was to get on stage at the University of Iowa, to oh. go to the University of Iowa. And, and then, run the slaughterhouse. Get on stage and, yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and do, because it's a student union, wheel room they had you could do jokes or you could play a song or read a poem and that was my goal i was like if i could do that you know uh because and did you do it i did do it you know but i have to say my dad the the only time we heard him really laughing hard growing up we'd be upstairs because he did work a lot you worked at a factory was when there was a bob hope special on (gasps) they are the best yes and and i I, Uh, and bob was a little dirty not dirty but he was messing with women beautiful women yeah but I said, whatever that Bob Hope does, I want to do that because I want to make my dad Aww. laugh. And, and one of the first jobs I did Aww. in Hollywood was a Bob Hope special. No oh my God. And, and Bob Hope uh, no. uh, called my dad and he <gasps> wrote him all this stuff in his book. Stop. And so that's so great. The magic really is, is that 
uh, my dad in the same living room watched the same TV where he used to watch Bob Hope when I was ye- very young, and then he saw his son with Bob, with Bob Hope. Hope, and that's oh. really the magic of what we do oh. because it is possible. Oh like, my god, anything is fucking possible. What well, that must have been unbelievable for yeah. him to see and touching and moving yeah. and just like my son has made i'm so glad that he saw that and and did your mom see that or was she who fucking knows yeah uh but uh, <laughs> but, but you know but i mean I, I felt like that was and i also was like well i'm out here i've done everything i wanted to do what am i gonna do? like yeah. my goals my goals were pretty tight were, were they like writing for comedy shows or no it was strictly stand-up How well you- i you know i started i met roseanne in 1983 okay when i when i moved to minneapolis and she was from denver she was a comic she wasn't famous but she was very fucking funny yeah and we worked together for a weekend and we just hit it off and uh wow you know because the truth about men and and, and you know this we know we're good looking but uh <laughs> but if you say we're funny you fucking Forget got about it, it. Yeah. yeah yeah so we did uh uh, uh, you know, we hit the first weekend where, we you know, she was a, a mom with kids out here. She was a little older than me. And, and, but I just knew this woman is so freaking talented yeah. and, and she, she felt the same for some reason. Wow. And then I started writing jokes for, she said, we write me jokes, you know, because her character was so distinct. And so that was the first time so I was she like, well, be a writer. Show. No, no, no. Oh. This is back in 83. This so is five years with... before the show. Okay. Wow. wow. And so we, we you would co- get p- together and travel together. Team. We traveled together. We I write jokes. She'd go on Johnny Carson. I'd see her doing a joke or two that I'd written. That's and it was so very, cool. you know, amazing. And then I came out. I did an HBO special where, ironically, I played her husband in uh, 1986 or seven, and uh, and her husband at the time was also on it. I was her dream husband. Oh, that's which oh, is, that's awesome. And so in '88, I moved out here to write the Rosette show. You know, yeah. And um, I didn't. I brought my fiance from the Midwest. And, uh, oh you know, uh, I did it, uh, I didn't, and, and, and you know, yeah. that didn't work out. And then eventually, you know, Roseanne was divorced and, and then we're like, Hey, nobody likes either one of us. We should get married. <laughs> and so, but yeah, and it was very, so you, you met her in 83 yeah. and then what, did you marry in 88 right away? Or no, did you we wait? married in, uh, 1990, uh, January, right when I got out of rehab, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> the next day, yeah. they Whoa. say don't get in yeah, a relationship for a year, but, uh, <laughs> But we did that, and, uh, and and you know I have no regrets with that at all. Yeah. It was it was great. It, it great had a, experience. It had an expiration date. The Can marriage. I, yeah, of course. You know, every we, every marriage does, yeah. except for Liz's. But I want well, to ask good. you this: You were in rehab. What drove you to go to rehab then? Was well, that your I'll first tell you. time? I know it wasn't my first time. I got I've been a Van Nuys psych over here where I oh, had a, a bloody nose that just wouldn't stop. And I went and I talked my way out of there yep. after four days because oh. I told Rosanna I wanted to have sex. And uh, I played <laughs> oh that guy, you know. But uh, then in 89, uh, in December of 89, I was over. We lived in Benedict Candy there and I was driving up to the house. I was all fucked up. Mm. And uh, my cell phones didn't work. They still don't work very well in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and I had to go up to, to uh, Mulholland to the top yeah. of the hill to to call her and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, she's gotta come down and open the gate. I couldn't remember the code yeah. to the gate, which is my birthday, of yeah, course. Yeah. And oh, so wow. I, I had that experience. I, I come down, yeah. <laughs> I come down there and 
uh, you know, it's a log drive, uh, kind of a log driveway, nice place there. And I, I parked down there. I see her coming in her car, and I'm like, oh, shit. And, yeah, I know what this is going to be. She's going to get out of the car. She's going to punch me. She's going <laughs> to show me. I deserve that. And and uh, she got out of the car, and she came up to me, and she just hugged me and said, I really want you to come home. And so, oh, you know, wow. you talk about a moment of clarity when, yeah. when you're feeling something other than all fucked up or all full of shame. And so... I went into the house and, and uh, of course I uh, uh, did the rest of the cocaine I had in my pocket. But <laughs> I went down to the well, court. They, they but, say people do that a lot. Like I'm going to rehab tomorrow. Fuck it. I'll oh do yeah, it. people yeah. die doing yeah. that. Yeah. But but I I got into a cab at you know because she had children. She yeah. had teenage children there yeah. who who also had issues. Like we sure. ended up all going to rehab wow. as a family, which is great. But I got the uh, in a, a cab and I went down to. Uh, uh, I, I, and when I tell the story, I, I think of Chris Farley impersonating me on Saturday Night Live <laughs> oh telling God. this story. Oh my I got God. in the cab and did this. But it, it's, it really <laughs> saved my life because uh, it, it, the, you know, when I first get into rehab, you're like, how the fuck do I talk my way out of here? How do I manipulate? Because we're fucking great manipulators. Yeah. And, uh, and I went down. My job was to walk down to the, the, the little market at the bottom and get the papers for people. And, and that's when I saw, oh, I, Roseanne is not, we're not getting married. It was, uh, <gasps> I bought cocaine. It was oh. all over the oh, tabloids. Oh and I was like, oh, Shit. that's not good. I could, and it was on TV and stuff. Oh, boy. And so about eight, but, but I never considered getting sober for myself. I considered getting sober for to her. get somebody back or uh, a job. Yeah. And, uh, and I knew yeah. I lost my job. I, my fiance had lost all this stuff, but I, I still said, what if I got sober for me? And I got a picture of myself when I was four and I carry that in my wallet, like for that kid. Yeah. Not this disgusting yep. adult human yep. being, but that kid certainly deserved it. That's wonderful. And, and, uh, and I called her about eight days in. I said, listen, I, I'll always love you. I appreciate you. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And I understand why we're not getting married. And she's like, oh, we're getting married. Oh, <laughs> and, and, oh I, and my it God. just occurred to me at that moment, if I... Would have known I could have manipulated her that easily. Oh. I would have just said those yeah, words, yeah. but I'd really sat on it. Wow! And uh, uh, but when you're in rehab, you you've got to face a lot of demons, and there are people that aren't ready to do that, and people who are right. So, no, of course, are of course, it, it, you know. And but what I say is every every rehab you go to, every time you're with sober people, you pick up some information that makes it yeah. harder to go back and you know you build a body i've been to rehab three times okay. uh, f for different things each time wow and you build up uh because it's complicated some people are like oh i got drunk i quit drinking that's it or i got a dui you know or uh, whatever but 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 at least in my experience with the mental health with the uh you know all other kinds of different uh, yeah. the drugs and, and whatever i was wherever i was in my life you know it's taken a it's taken a long time to get to where I am today, yeah, and and, wow. and knock on wood, you know, because who knows what uh, uh, sure. tomorrow? But you build a strength. You learn things each time from different people, right? Yeah, you do. So you have a don't you have a meeting that that's very? I have a, yeah. yeah uh, for people for I started. 30 yeah. uh, some years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, and, 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 and I, I went to my meeting. Uh, when I was taking fucking 40 pain pills a day thinking oh. I was still sober because oh I'd had a broken back. But I took a 20-year cake 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. Knowing right before I took the cake, I went, oh, fuck, I'm not sober. Wow. I'm taking a cake because I'm going to eat it. But then I'm going to call people tomorrow and start over. And yeah, so, yeah. Uh, wow. but it's a very uh, cunning and yep. uh, uh, baffling and powerful disease. Because it is, yeah. it is, you know, you, you get some uh, sense of peace after a while. Yeah. I know the first 30 days are, people don't make the first 30 days usually. But, you know, you get it's a sense of peace. And I, I, yep. do, I do remember, and you get lulled into a, a kind of, a, but it's always there. Just know that there's something inside of us that wants to kill us well, all the time. I'm waiting wow. for it because when I said, you know, I had blacked out and my friend who was the biggest drunk I knew, she's now three years sober, came to me. And when she said it, because she and I used to fucking get wasted. And she came to my house and she said, say goodbye to your best friend. And I, I was like, what? And she said, I'm going to tell you exactly what you did last night and how you did it frame by frame and blah, blah, blah. And I was horrified because I woke up and I was like, hey, kids. And they were like, I remember Rocco saying, get lost. And I was like, what? And so that was my bottom. And I'm, I, I knew in my heart that I was. And so I said it on Instagram because I wanted to own it and, and be accountable and you know, my son at first was like, well, I, we'll see. And I said, yeah, you'll see. The only thing that's going to tell is time. Mm. And you can come and sniff my drink anytime or my breath anytime. And I made a commitment. And let but me tell you. But that feels bad to have to say that it does. to your kid. Yeah, never talked to that's what we do. should yeah. not yeah. be your yeah. no, sober cop. No. no. But, but uh, you, you know, you're, you're doing a living amends. But, yeah. you know, uh, exactly. you everybody compares their bottoms. But yeah. anything to do with children and... Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and I do like that you blasted it out there because we're, we're, we're sketchy. Yeah. We'll get a few days on the other side of something and be like, Fuck okay, it. I made it through yes. that. I'll do this. Uh -huh. And, uh, and I'm committed today is day 35 mm -hmm. and I have never felt better. I didn't have any withdrawals. It was like, I'm done. And I said, goodbye. I threw out every piece of alcohol I had in the house. And, uh, I think the piece st really started quickly for me, but Dr. Drew also told me that that's scary because you're, it's so easy to be sober for you. It's just as easy to be fucking drunk. So yeah. that is always with the me. The pink that, cloud. Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. But, but just know that just, uh, there will be moments oh, and, and that you have a support system yes. to immediately, there's no shame in any feeling you have. Like you were like, you know, I was thinking I could just get really drunk today. Like we uh. have crazy thoughts. I, when I was 90 days sober, I really thought I had it licked back yeah. in 1989, 1990. And, uh, because I was, it was uh, public and I was really, I really was all in. Like I was, you were doing well. And, and I was doing well. And Roseanne and I went to a place called the pleasure chest over there in sure. Hollywood where you buy sex stuff. Yes. And, I remember uh, that place. And I looked in the, uh, what did the sales clerk think when you two watched? Well, <laughs> oh my God. We, we did damage over there. Oh and, uh, you know, you bought, we bought a lot of gifts there too, but I looked, here's the thing. I looked in the, in the cat, in the display case and there was a, a, a thing, a tin of tennis balls, a container. And I said, well, that's a weird thing to sell here. And he goes, oh, it's not. And he showed me the bottom came off. It had a false bottom where oh. you could hide your drugs. And I just started cascading fuck. sweat because my mind said, oh, fuck, if I'd have had that, uh, that I could have hid my drugs yes. and I could still be doing them. Isn't that interesting you know, how our minds work? Yeah. Like, and so, uh, and you had 90 days at that point. I did. I did. But, but it was, it was good to, to, uh, the, the great thing also about being with people who are sober, uh, um, 
is there they have horrible stories too so yeah. you have to share the the insanity and even when you went on instagram and you do this stuff on twitter i see so many people responded to that and, and you know because of covid we haven't been able to do a lot of in-person yeah. 12 step meetings right and and that that's a such a good place and oh. i just i read the comments and yeah it no matter what uh, it, uh you know we're all in this together when yeah. somebody does that and talks about that it connects you immediately to who you are too like yeah. oh that i'm that i'm that woman absolutely i am her 100 percent. 100 yeah and and, and and you just relate so well and it, it it feels good to connect on that human level which drugs and alcohol don't allow you to do and when you say they're the devil they want to kill you that's exactly right mm -hmm. Do you know, I got to the point where I hated the taste of wine, but yet I still drank it. I, Rombauer, Chardonnay, I used to fucking love it. And I would drink it and drink it and I go, oh, it burns now. And I would drink a whole bottle regardless. Now I have a question that, so now it's the 90s and you're doing well. How do you, how do you go from that to movies, from writing in Roseanne to, I mean, well, you had because acted. I was on the second year of the show, they're like, everybody in the world knows you're dating. Yeah. Why don't Come we write show. you a, ep why don't you act an episode? And, uh, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It, and back then, forty-five million people watched that oh, episode. Yeah. No, it was you know, the, it yeah. was a big forty-five yeah, million. That, that's million. Huge. And I'll tell you wow. something else. I wasn't sober that. I just got. I'd also. Mm. I didn't like doing meth if I could do cocaine. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but my sister had set up. Uh, somehow I went back there and I got a pack because she was making it. She. Uh, that's and what I got she some made. big package. Yeah, yeah. She had a huge meth lab underground at her farm the, uh, you know the biggest one in america like yeah. she was the oh biggest my, she, that's what I said. she brought it to the midwest she's yeah. dealing with the mexican cartel yeah she said she's the al chapel yeah. of iowa <laughs> well yeah because she got tired of buying it yeah. dealing with them she made it so she thought well i'll just get a, a chemist a really great chemist yeah. there we'll build an underground lab and uh, you know she's a businesswoman yeah <laughs> and so uh, uh you know i was not sober this is probably october of uh 1989 and i was uh, a little fucked up and I started rehearsing with John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf and all these people and I really had uh, it, you know it was a little rough I was a little rough and I remember uh, uh, that the, the, the one of the producers wanted to fire me oh. and and uh, he said well he should be behind the camera it, 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 and and uh, uh, it was putting a lot of pressure on Roseanne too mm. and so we went home that night and uh, you know I'd, I'd quit using but I but I and she said um, what I need you to do tomorrow is in that the first scene, you walk in the door balls first. Yeah, that is your room. You walk in there balls first. You gotta own it because you're being too timid. And really, that that that, that changed tip, the way. Yeah, it did change. And I and it was a the <laughs> network run through on a Thursday, and uh, even the guy Daddy Jacob said did want me to do the head writer. He's like he got it, like oh. he got it. And so, nice. but, but to think of what that would have been like. Uh, if I'd have gotten fired yeah. from my uh, wife's, wife's show, show and uh, my girlfriend at the time and, yeah. and also a show that I was executive producer on it. And so, yeah. you, know, you know, it scared me that, you know, being not sober, being whatever. Because before I moved to L.A., Rosanna and I partied hard. We did all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved to LA, started writing, she's like, wait a minute, do you do this every day? Oh. I go, yeah, yeah, I get booze and yeah. drugs. She oh. goes, oh, you can't do that. I go, why? And she goes, it's oh. bad. I go, oh. is it? So then I knew I had oh. to hide it from her. 
you know, so because she does, she's not an addict. No, oh I, I, mean, I, I certainly wouldn't think That's she's an addict. That's interesting. We party, we did all the drugs. Sure. You, well, know. you said your sister Lori sent you something and you weren't sober on the show. Yeah. What did she send you? She, no, I had a, ba- a, a thing of her fresh meth or whatever oh, you call it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, you did it while you were big, on the show? She would give big. Uh, right, can I, have, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. How? What, oh. what? I did it when I was doing drugs. I did drugs all the time, like yeah. on any circumstance, family, <laughs> uh, friends. Uh, that's work. how you dealt with life, right? Like that's how you could deal with family and. Work. Well, I could afford it once yeah. I moved and could do the show. Oh. I could buy. Oh, plus, I have a sister that's a drug I, dealer. Like, did you get a discount? Oh, my God. Oh, no, Jesus. I got it free. Oh, Let nice. me say. My sister, there's a lot of, but having a sister that's a major drug dealer that could get all drugs yeah. and who will give it to you isn't the worst thing when you're a drug addict. You're uh, like, yeah. she would it's come Christmas over. Christmas every day. She'd come over at Thanksgiving <laughs> and all the kids would be there and she'd walk in. She had this big purse, this big leather purse that you knew had drugs in it. And she'd go, uh, she'd, she'd kind of motion us and we'd all get up. And some of my brothers and sisters are very Christian, very, was a school, grade school, t- kindergarten teacher. We'd all get up immediately and go to the garage <laughs> and be in a circle with my sister doing what is she, I go, she goes, what do you want? I go, what do you got? She goes, everything. Oh my oh, yeah. God. And so we'd all be in a circle. She had a class. My dad would be on the other oh. side of the wall. Oh. And he was so oblivious. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he even when she'd bring stuff over, uh, VCRs and things with uh, numbers scratched off the serial. Oh, I go, that, that Dad, Lori, and he goes, she goes, she's a drug dealer. And he goes, No, Tommy, <laughs> no, I don't think. So. I go, No, what do you mean you don't think so? <laughs> That's unbelievable. But, but, uh, now I have a question. You'd prefer coke? What is meth? Like I don't know. It's I like know. speed. Oh. It's very it's Is that cheaper. what Chris Farley died of? Like a speed, a speed. Chris a Farley ball? did a, uh, when he died. First of all, he was uh, uh, obese. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd always tell him, you can either do drugs or you can be fat. Yeah. You can't really do, you can't both. do both. Your heart can't uh, take yeah. it. Yeah, but he liked heroin and, and coke. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and, but like you John will Belushi. die nowadays with fucking fentanyl. one pill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those and, three and comics that just died. Yeah. Oh, the that's fentanyl. right. Well, what about the cop that pulled the guy over and he had fentanyl, got on his finger, the cop passed out. That was a myth. That was a myth. That it, was, it oh, was, it they was? They proved it wrong, yeah. Oh! But you, that could happen, but you have to be like putting it on your yeah. face or okay, something. Okay, okay. That always scared but me. But the fact they put fentanyl in cocaine yeah. and in, uh, uh, you know, heroin. One snort, you could be Now, dead. when I was doing drugs, I'd be like, is there fentanyl in here? Oh, thank you. Oh, so thank you, you for the wait, bonus. you knew about fentanyl then? Well, I knew what it would what it could do well, because I, of me I, in the I hospital. Just, I'd I had just, a bunch oh, of surgeries. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, those are the good, you know. But it's all the same family fentanyl heroin okay. uh uh they bring, they bring you down they yeah, opioids. You. they're and opioids yeah. opioids because i was looking at the difference between a benzo diet uh, benzos are very dangerous too that's a separate category of drug oh benzo are are uh, the things like uh xanax and ativan oh. and, and most of the people die dr drew will tell you Z- this xanax when they've taken both Oh. You know, uh, and uh, I went to my last rehab four and a half years ago was for Benzos oh. because I was having trouble sleeping. That's my bullshit excuse. Yep. You know, uh, I think when you have childhood sexual abuse, you know, mm. I, I dealt with it in my way when I got sober the first time. I went and found the pedophile, confronted him, and then 30 more boys came forward. You now, imagine that's, yeah. I mean, that's, so, that's unbelievable. Yeah, like I got right up in his face and I made it so he couldn't and, adopt any more kids. And, uh, and his business, he was a big church leader and a big business. But I thought, it's done. 
Now I'm done with that. Yeah. Now my my biggest fear was I'd be at at uh, Walmart and a guy would be <gasps> walking around behind me going, God. "See that celebrity? I fucked him." Oh! Like I was like, "I'm not gonna let that happen. Yeah. I'm gonna find him." My I'm brothers found him and we did a, a face to face. And what was that like? Emotion? Did you have the other people behind you, or did they come out after you confronted him? No, no. I went to. We found out where uh, his place of business was. Oh my gosh. And I flew into Des Moines and I went there. I walked into front of the front and the receptionist was like, and he was big, but he was the boss. She goes, oh my God, because everybody in Iowa knows Tom Arnold. Yeah. I go, I'm here to see Terry. They go, I'll tell him. And I go, don't tell him. So oh I, when I started going down the God. hall, I go, where's his office? Started going down the hall and I practiced with my therapist. You don't want to go all willy dilly on yeah. this. You also don't want to oh get in trouble. I, my heart is and, pounding. You know, and so I practiced this speech. Hey, uh, and, and, and when I started walking down the hall, he came out of his office and it was like a, like the, you know, like a yeah. high noon thing. And I Ooh. started my speech going towards him. He was coming towards me and, and I, I realized, oh, this fucker is bigger than, he's big. You know, oh when you're a kid, he's free. But he's And I said, I'm here to back you, give, give you back the pain and shame you caused me as a kid if if you tried to do that to me now i'd break your fucking neck and he came up and stuck his finger in my chest and for a second he said your memories are false which tells me he's been uh, confronted by others. other people because this is back in 1991 and i and he's and, and for a second i i went back to being four or five six years uh, old yeah like i could smell the laundry in the backyard of his oh. house and uh and it, it, he used to put me in this kind of box thing and I, I went there, and then I realized, oh, no, fuck, I'm a man. I'm a grown, oh, big man. Oh, my God. And I took his hand and said, like I said, I'd break your fucking neck. And then I could see something, it is fear in his eyes. Wow. And then by now, a lot of his employees come out, they heard that. And then I walked out of there, and oh and then I, I called Roseanne, and said, I just felt like a million pounds are off, off my off chest. You, yeah. And I thought, and, and I went right from there to the Iowa State Capitol, it's in the same town, and walked right into Tra Terry Bradstad, the Republican governor at the time, and said, hey, I need you to fucking, this guy is, I, I went to all the police, they said, statute of limitations up. He's adopting oh. another boy in two weeks. Oh my God. And I said, you need to stop it. He's like, what the fuck? It's illegal what you're asking me to do. It's illegal if I did. That's a federal offense. Get the fuck. I, I'm gonna say oh you were God. never here. Oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> And so I was disappointed, and then uh, I went back to L.A., and then my brother called me and said, oh, there's a paperwork staff who he was not able to adopt. So I know they helped me. Oh, without, it, yeah. Yeah, and then I wanted to make sure, even though I'd said it on Oprah, and I said it on Oprah before I went, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but yeah. let's call him Terry Williams. <laughs> they played <laughs> and, and so, and, and, oh and, and you know, at my sister's drug trial, oh his, his sister-in-law came up and said, he did it to my husband, too, his brother. What? And so I felt very satisfied, but oh I also want God. to make sure everybody knew. So my brothers, oh. my brothers are, four younger brothers are, they're evil like me. They <laughs> put up, and the farmhands would go up six blocks around his house every two or three days and put up signs, kid high, of his name, his face, his crimes, his address. Wow. For six weeks. Just to make sure that it was scorched earth, that the other kids in the neighborhood do too. Yeah. But did Just the church fire him that he worked for? Yeah. Well, yeah. He was done. Okay. Good. He was done with all of his. Good. Because good. sometimes they shift them to. Oh, no. I'd have been on it. You, you know, know, it's funny good. about that. Like my grandfather. You saved that kid he was going to adopt. That's for sure. Thank God. Yeah. Yes, you did. Like, I was molested too, you know, and it was my grandfather and my uncle. And uh, the, it's so funny you said the smell of the sheets. As soon as you said that, I remember the smell of that room. Yeah. Uh, and 
after I talked about it on my podcast, one of my cousins called me and I always thought it was because I was adopted. I wasn't his flesh and blood. No, my cousin called me and she said he did it to her too. Yeah. So that led me to believe that there's more. And, uh, but so that can trigger things. Smells can trigger. And I wanted to escape. That's why I drank so much. I mean, I adopted and molested and there's so much stuff, you know, so much stuff. But, um, I want to go from, and you're an alcoholic and I'm an alcoholic, (laughs) right? And, 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 you know, for me, like I never day drank during good day LA. I was always on point. I was trying different things. I tried Coke at 38, blah, blah, blah. I noticed my drinking starting to escalate around 45 because good day LA fired me. And I was just so sad. I drank all the time, but, um, it's really started to elevate in the past few years. So, what more interesting to me is you getting uh, true. So this is what I love about him. True Lies is one of my favorite movies. My kids love Camp Freddy because you're my so fucking kid. hilarious. It's in it. such a stupid <laughs> movie. Oh, I love, yeah, John Cena's in it, yeah, and it's so fun. He plays fun. Fred's dad, and other Camp Girls are now. And he's got allergies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the when I was shooting it, I was like, "What the fuck?" Are you is, kidding? You are yeah, so so stupid. Good. Camp, I want a pee pee. Camp, I want a pee pee. Uh, but but. <laughs> My daughter uh, loves the movie. She's five now, but since she was probably two yeah. or three, uh, even in her mom's, when she goes to her mom's apartment, she watches that movie, oh. which is a extra. Extra bonus. Yeah, I enjoy it. Extra. <laughs> and her friends come over. and They love you it. Know, yeah. Uh, My it, kids were six and seven when they watched it. They watched it over and over, and it was a movie that I enjoyed. And I just, I don't know, it was just a fun movie. How did you get True Lies? I know you're friends with mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I loved when he was governor, by the way. Mm-hmm. I too. love his, I love- That loved, was fun. It was fun. And he, you know, he was the Republican that I yeah, yeah. respected and loved. Yeah. Then Trump that was fucking a different ruined party. everything. It was a different Republican party. It was, it was the real Republicans. Yeah, but then yeah. Schwarzenegger actually went on tape and just blasted. Yeah, I did. love that. He would be like, Tom, why are you fucking going all crazy on the internet about Trump? And then he does it. <laughs> yeah, he does yeah, it. He a tape message. Yeah. It goes viral, right? Yeah, he's like, you know, we can talk about gerrymandering as something constructive, and then he loses his mind. Because he said, because eventually everybody lost their mind. Everybody that, that did. has any sense everybody. With, with Trump. It was very fun. I, you know, what's great about True Lies too is when, when first of all, how did you get it? Because well, you ended up becoming really good friends with Arnold. I, well, I was. I'd known him before. <laughs> oh, okay. a little bit, just like uh, things. Parties, and, uh, I didn't. I wasn't like. Uh, you know, buddies with him or anything, and uh, and uh, but I I got to call my agent. They're looking for the third guy, Jamie Lee Arnold, uh, for this Jim Cameron movie. Wow. And I was like, that's bullshit. No, they he wants to meet with you, Jim Cameron. And I knew it was bullshit. Oh, like gosh. my agent at William Morris thought we were Rose, that Rosanna and I were leaving William Morris. So he's like, oh, oh my god, we got to think of something. I'm going to oh. ask a favor of Jim Cameron. That's not what I assumed. Okay. And so I went over to meet him and because and, I loved Terminator. I loved everything Jim Cameron has done. And I just wanted to meet him. And uh, and uh, so we're talking a little bit. He's very nice. And he's like, okay, let's do the scene. And I said, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even look at it because I know I'm not going to get the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's what, you know, it's oh, a, good, a good lesson for your kids. Yeah. If you if you don't get something that you don't try for, it feels better. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> and so he's like, well, shit, here, here's the page. It's three pages. Just read it while you're here. And I was like okay and i read it was and and uh he said uh, uh uh i'm gonna get arnold down here i didn't know arnold was there oh, upstairs wow. what? and he comes down i see him walking down the stairs How could and you miss uh, him? i was like uh, i could take him 
Like, I meant it seriously, like you do, as a dude, you can always figure out with other dudes. <laughs> what? Well, you never know if you have to kill somebody. You yeah, know, just a type. And delusional. Uh, Jim said, that's the reason he cast me. But, and also, oh, and then Arnold came down. We did a scene together one time. Uh, wait, and it this was is the just first great. time Perfect. you really yeah. read it. Yeah, oh and, uh, and then we did it together, and it just clicked. Chemistry. And Jim said, I'm filming this. And then Jim went to Fox Studio. Uh, because it was the most expensive movie ever made at the time. It said, wow. hey, great news. I found the third guy. We can oh, start filming. God. And they're like, oh, that is fantastic news. Who is it? He's like, it's Tom Arnold. They're like, that is horrible news <laughs> because he's never done a movie like this. He is a crazy person. You read the tabloids. And, and Jim's like, no, I don't read the tabloids. But I can tell you, he is the guy. And they're like, well, we're sorry, but we cannot approve Tom Arnold for Whoa. this movie. Oh, and Jim said, that's too bad because I wanted to make the movie here at Fox. Now I'm going to go across the fucking street make it at paramount and they're like well whoa okay oh okay my God. we'll give him a ch chance we'll try and uh um, did so, you know all this because no. that's a lot of pressure no, i thought okay. the fox guys Thank loved God. me Thank i was fucking high-fiving them <laughs> they were just waiting me to fuck it's up probably better that yeah. you didn't know yeah. yes of course and, uh, <laughs> because uh but there was one of the main actress actors that got ch replaced after we started shooting oh. which is always a hard thing and, yeah. and it's, who knows what it's about yeah but uh, god you guys it was the perfect great chemistry trio. Yeah. yeah oh my god it was I, I mean it's one of the greatest movies to this day people still talk yeah. about true lies you arnold and jamie like it was yeah, just brilliant. but amazing. i do remember when that came out like the poster was like oh. jamie lee arnold tom yeah oh, it was well, surprising. the test greetings uh, people would go to test screens not knowing what they're going to see. They say, now a movie by James Cameron. They're like, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, James the Curtis, yeah, and uh, Tom Arnold, boo. Because uh, it was at a time, uh, uh, Roseanne and I had broken up, and yep. uh, and people were like, he'll be back in Iowa in two weeks. He right, they were, they were they remember all that. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, they're probably right, I will be. Oh, but wow. I worked for six years in one of the best shows ever. Yeah. And Cameron and, and Arnold were like, fuck those people yeah. when they see this movie. And that's for, so they, you were, they you stood out. And then at the end, they'd fill out cards saying, who is your favorite character at MVB? Oh my so God. So in, in 100 minutes, it changed everything yeah, for me I believe or however long yeah. the movie was. How, okay, I want to ask you because you hadn't done a role that like that how did you prepare because you and roseanne were broken up at this no point? we were breaking up breaking up well okay. it was easy because something would happen at home <laughs> she had somebody come in the house and steal all the batteries out of all the remote controls or what? every night it was something weird <laughs> and then i came home and arnold and i were working doing this health thing together where i was <laughs> blending up uh, vegetables and fruit and taking these big things to to work and i came in to make them in the morning and the the ice cube trays and i had about 40 of them had been taken out of the freezer oh. and i came in to work and i said yeah what kind of a sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer and jim cameron's like say that on camera and so that scene we were doing, I, I said it, and it's oh one of those famous God. lines of the movie. But I'll tell you, I'm very grateful because yeah. between April uh, 2000, uh, 1994 and July, when this came out, people were like, he will fucking never work again. And, and then, the moment it came out, people were, It you completely know, changed yeah. your opinion overnight, right? Like they, their opinion of you, because it was like, oh my God, like you're, you're so good. Yeah, you they're like, oh, he must own. be a yeah. nice guy. And it, and He's good in a yeah. movie. And it let you shine on your own yeah. without the shadow of Roseanne. And yeah. that, I think that really was the breakaway for you, right? Right. Yeah. Well, it was. It was. And, you know, to Roseanne's credit, she recognized me as a good writer. Yeah. And if I were her, I would say, 
you know, I mean, there's a lot of shitty things said, but I would, I would owe that. I would say this guy was amazing. Mm-hmm. I discovered him and, yeah. uh, you know, I would go that way instead of yeah. like, you know, he's, uh, the worst human being, but right. you know, shit happens in divorces. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I certainly know. But she did want to get back together after true lies came out. She did. And I was like, okay. Uh, you know, because she'd been with the bodyguard that I'd I'd hired this guy. Oh my god! This great oh, big fucking right. dude. That's right. The blonde. Sent him to that. the Mossad bodyguard school. Oh. And so when it came time, when I heard they were together, and oh. uh, uh, I had this crazy scene where a guy from the National Choir, Alan Smith, said they're together in Sardinia. Uh, I'd stayed in, in, uh, here. We broke it up, then reunited, and then I had to stay here to finish my series yeah. on uh, CBS. And she was mad I wouldn't just quit it to come to Sardinia for the summer, which is what we plan on doing. Oh my God. And so he said, they're together, they're holding hands. And I said, I just got to see it. And so my brother Chris and I flew to uh, Rome, what? and uh, and uh, uh, the tabloid guy was on the plane too. Oh and my god! At Rome, I, he said, "I got one bodyguard. I got a, uh, a captain of the, the 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 police department, the Rome police department, to fly from Rome to Sardinia because they said it could get a little sketchy." Oh so we god. landed there, and uh, as we're pulling out, we're heading to our hotel, and our car got surrounded by guys and jumping out with Uzis, and they're like, "She wants to." see you and uh i was like okay so we go oh up there oh my god and you can see the pictures of it we she's on a bluff uh you know this beautiful uh villa she's up there and we have it out i say hey are you fucking bad and she looked down and she said no but i knew she was and i was so relieved oh because god. i knew she is moving on we probably won't get back together. I just want her to be happy. I want her, and then, but then I had to make a move on Ben, and he was <laughs> he was scared. He was scared. But we got out of there, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we were we went back, and I said, I'm so relaxed now. Let's stay, you know, for a little bit. Yeah, my brother. brother. Yeah, of course. And uh, and Gavin uh, De Becker, who's a famous, oh, yeah, uh, of he uh, I thought was working for me, but back at my hotel, I got a, a fax to Roseanne about where I was and what I was doing. I was like, Shut oh, up. this is hilarious. He was working for her. Yeah. He was oh working for God. both of us. So I oh was like, God. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call Gavin and tell him I'm staying for six months Good. just to fuck with, yeah. with him. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but that's, yeah, that's the kind of thing that happened. Anyway, my, as we're the guy from the, the Roman police department is like, uh, after that happened, he's like, you know, that's, I just want to say something. What are you going to do about that? That's so disrespectful. You know, in our culture, if a woman, uh, I go, you know, I go, I don't care. I, I, it's for the best. I'm, I'm relieved. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, he goes, you know, I go, what would you do? He goes, well, that guy, when he comes to Rome, we'd have drugs on him and he'd be in prison for life. They got oh, that money. my and, gosh. Uh, I go, well, oh <laughs> no, because if he was in prison for life, then, then I'd probably re- reunite with yeah, her. I just know me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just my brother me. pulls out, he's like, pulls out $10,000. He goes, what can we get for $10,000? Oh my God. And, and, and I said, don't touch her, but fuck that guy. And so when they went back from, when they were coming back oh home, God. they flew to Rome and I got pictures of this too. Eight, eight cops fucking tackle him <laughs> and cavity search and all this shit. I'm like, fuck you. You know, because, uh, you know, t- you know uh, they missed their because... flight and they were having a big fight and uh, uh, they pulled out her dildos. And, uh, <laughs> but the pleasure check. But that was enough. Exactly. But that was enough. And uh, Can you uh, imagine he's just walking with Roman, yeah. with Roseanne and all oh, these guys tackle, come and tackle had, you? 
all the pictures. Like just for like, yeah. like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? So that, so now, that okay, happened. Okay, so, that, I, ha- so I, that happened. But I was relieved. Now, we, okay, so <laughs> I remember uh, going back to, I, we were at Jimmy Kimmel's party. Mm-hmm. And I was wasted. And I remember Demi Moore was there. Mm-hmm. I remember, oh, there's so many people. But I had so much to drink that mm-hmm. I sat on the couch and I was talking to you. And I think mm-hmm. I was talking to you about sobriety, if I'm oh, not probably. mistaken. That yeah, happens was, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was very curious yeah. because we were in a social environment. And I'm like, yeah. how can you be, uh, yeah. you know? Anyway, so then, are you the type of person, so you got married again, you have kids. Uh, would you think third time's a I've been married four times. Oh, four. I have four ex-wives. Oh. But you yeah. only had kids this last year. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, wow. That's a whole different divorce there when you have kids. Wait, so yeah. four times. Oh, yeah. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. So wait, in between Roseanne and the woman I know, there were two others? But the, my next wife was 21. I went, it's 21-year-old blonde that had oh, never lived away from her parents home that was a college student. In fact, oh, I boy. met her at David Spade's birthday oh, right after God. True Lies came out. After True Lies came out, David Spade's like, oh, I'm having a birthday oh, party. Oh, by the, the way, when room. David, it's just like every yeah. fucking hot yeah. woman in Hollywood yeah. goes. Yeah. And uh, I met this... Uh, a young lady whose brother's a writer out there and I'm like that's what I need the opposite I yeah. need because so I'm going to project blonde. all my dreams on her and wow. uh, and you know uh, she did her best and and uh, but uh, what was the age gap at that point you remember uh, 14 years okay but it was uh, 16 I mean, and a half years of my last uh, ex-wife yeah. but but wow. we're older now we're yeah. older you yeah. know yeah. Um, I think once you get to be 30 or 35 you're kind of in uh, yep. You might as well be, it's being 70 is not, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I wow. kind of, I, I mean, I really look at my, uh, uh, behavior. I, you know, you don't break the big rules, but are you projecting something on somebody? Are you moving too yeah, fast? Are yeah. you doing this? And yeah. the, what I really wanted was a family. I mean, yeah, I made it clear with and, everybody. Yeah. Roseanne tried uh, desperately. Wow. Uh, uh, Julie, uh, uh, Shelby, and uh, and wow. I'd give it up after my third divorce. I'm like, this is not, oh, maybe it's me. Maybe I, it's not know, in the cards. You know, and Arnold, Arnold was uh, the governor at the time, and he's like, you know, I'll help you d- adopt a child from China. And so, but I needed a partner and it was him. This is a crazy story. I was doing it because I'll be like, yeah, that would make me very happy. And, uh, 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 and then I started dating Ashley. And at one point she went, this baby that you're having with Arnold from China, I feel I should be involved with this. And, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, but, but you know, <laughs> I'm very grateful. Pregnant. I'm grateful about Mike. You know, it took a lot of in vitro yeah. and uh, a miracle. It's incredible, and, uh, the relationship you have yeah. with your children. And, yeah. do, you know, I there's think such there's, great ages too. They're such oh. great yeah. ages and also And every day is age. important. Yeah. Like yeah. every day, this is the day. And, and you know, a year and a half ago, I almost died. I had massive organ failure. And, and even because before the... that, I, I was like, every day is important. Yeah. You know, I didn't know you had that medical. Yeah, I did. Uh, February uh, uh, 2020, February 8th, I had COVID, influenza oh. B, and then a, a, a virus that affects the heart, which is the heartbreak virus. Oh, <laughs> I'd been so no. through, it'd been so stressful with uh, the divorce. Uh, my divorce and the custody yeah. battle. Oh. And it cost everything. Oh. And it was, you know, but it's, I get it. It's, I'm here. It's worth you, it. You know, health, I have my kids. Health I, is everything. I always say, look at Steve Jobs. Right, you get can't. He died. He richest man. He yeah. dies. If Jeff Bezos catches something, God forbid, it doesn't matter. The money. I mean, it's a struggle. There are times, and you you adjust. And I'm in an adjustment period myself. But How about Lauren Sanchez? 
our old uh, she uh, buddy. She did good, huh? Yeah, huh? she always is that good. By the way, She's I always want to mention, that good. Tom worked in one of the greatest shows ever, the yeah. Best Damn Sports Show. Period. Oh, yeah. Best Damn Sports Show, period. period. And, and Lisa Guerrero was on there, yeah. and Lauren would guess, so it was, I mean, yeah. it was yeah. rotating. All the Fox, I, we were all very close. Very close. <laughs> very so, close. And, 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 and it was so it, much fun. It was so fucking much fun. And then Leanne Tweeden was all on it, too. Oh, she's, yes, as you know. Yeah. As you know, because uh, Leanne tweeted, yeah. uh, it, we got involved with the Al Franken. She yeah. would have started it. Yeah. And, and, and up to the, and I'll tell you this. And the Trump family, like she's yeah. very close. Well, that, with that, the, that's with cool. The Good for her. Yeah. Uh, but, but when they, she came out with the Al Franken story, first yeah. of all, I'd seen that picture before. So have I. Like years and years. So did I. And I was like, okay, I'm going to support Leanne. I write her. I love you. I guess you always support the woman. Sure. And <clears throat> she didn't write back. This is a friend. She's never not called me back. Somebody else texted me back. I'm te and I'm like, something's up here. Something's up. And so I, she wouldn't call me back. And I said, I need to get the truth here. I need to get to the bottom of this. Something is weird. I, by then I'd realize that uh, Roger Stone is somehow involved and your coworkers and uh, uh, you know, and also they they found video of her on stage with Robin Williams humping him. Oh yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah the, of course. And the singer, she was kind of like yeah. sexual. And well, it was it bullshit. Was bullshit. I think and by the way, Al Franken, it was a fucking vest. It wasn't yeah. her tits. Yeah, but. but it was inappropriate for a, a senator. But uh, and then the shit just piled down on him. Yeah. But poor but, guy, because he was a fucking yeah. good senator. Yeah, yep. he was. But I I got because I worked with her. I knew how we used to coach her up to talk about the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Okay, this is the football team. Yeah. This is this, <laughs> and they got to her. And, and you could be the right wing, me too person. Yeah, you have this story, and it was bullshit. Yes, but. She went calling back, and then I met you and Lisa Guerrero, my beloved yep. Lisa Guerrero, and we met at the uh, poll lounge. I go, I can't figure out how to get her to call me back. And you guys are like, uh, I can. We know the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. She was having an affair with the, the producer of your show, and that's why Lisa didn't go to, get to go to the Super Bowl with that's me. That's right. It's not just you have an affair it's, it's with people. It's a massive, yeah. No. It's a big deal, and it cost Lisa work. It did. And she like nailed me on it, and I went right home, and I, and I texted, I know about you and blank, yeah. and she called me back immediately this is oh. the night before al resigned though well by the okay you know by the way and, uh, i was on a trip in london with lisa and we started talking about fox stories and it wasn't like we were out i said oh i have a weird story about it was 3 a.m we were coming back from the super bowl party an executive at fox came out very drunk with leanne arms mm -hmm. holding and i'm like and suddenly David they Hill? see us. No, no, no I, the guy, oh, the I guy. loved him. I, he I was fucking a crazy fucking Aussie. Yeah. He was a crazy Aussie. All the Aussies are crazy. Smoking and yeah. you know drinking at school. night. Fucking right. Oh God, I miss him. No, but your executive story was the same. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's who it was. So anyway, long story. The best damn sports show had like uh, Croc. Like it had great baseball players, John football Croc, players. Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. And John and Sally. Chris you, Rose. It was and it me. Was, and Chris Rose. Mm -hmm. And Chris Rose was kind of the cop that would try. To, mm -hmm. you know and <laughs> it was just it. one of the yeah. fucking greatest shows and Hot Lisa Guerrero was on our show yeah. as a, as and she, a, beautiful women Lisa yeah. Guerrero knows her shit she does. she does and and so it was so popular and then it just what you know Fox makes the fucking weird they didn't have decisions. a network it was regional networks yeah. at the time it was yeah. before FS1 yeah. and they were spending a lot of money on the show. the show and I do appreciate the three or four years it was amazing. that I got to do it uh, but you guys Lisa had great viewers. I thought I knew everything because you know some guys got in a little bit of trouble whatever and i felt like at least will tell you like the the father of the show i looked out for lisa as a women on the show and yeah. and uh 
I thought I knew everything, but when you guys, when I met you guys at the, yeah. at the polo and you told me what happened, I was like, what? what? Yeah. Like, I thought I was so smart and how it affected Lisa's career. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, we put all the puzzle pieces together yeah. in London and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Wait a second. And we put a timeline together. Yeah. It wasn't like, it was organic. It wasn't like we were out to get somebody, but I said, you know, some things are fucking weird. I went, I, I called in sick and there are all these news vans. I'm like, what? And I called my co-worker and I yeah, said you did. I oh could. the shit's gonna hit the fan and I don't know why Roger Stone is talking what the fuck yeah. he just ruined it for her yeah. then the next day I saw she's on The View I'm like wait yeah. a second this story breaks on a Thursday she's on The View Friday uh-uh mm. and it just it just reeked of of, of setup and bullshit to well, me well I spoke to your ex co-worker too yeah. as a matter oh. of fact and uh, oh. I eventually got enough information that it had come up a couple weeks before she'd been some coaching from yep. whoever down there but do you know what they did with her too? And I have compassion for, for uh, Leanne tweeted because these men around here who wanted to do this political thing, yeah. they sent her to do the view by herself. They throw her off the cliff by herself. No, none of these men who set that up would be there no, with her. No. She's on her own yeah. out there. And, and uh, it struck her like, holy shit, yeah. this guy's going to get fired and it's on me. They put her out there. Oh yeah. And, and it's bullshit. Mm. Yeah, and and it really, you know, wreaked havoc on a couple of people's careers. And I think, you know, she felt comfortable because Megan McCain is a friend of hers, mm -hmm. and you know that th th that show felt like a comfortable place. But you know, in this in this business, well, the view he, is is comfortable. Yeah, but you know. I mean, she thought she was getting a book deal yeah. and, and, you know, people start and then it was going to help women uh, conservative because yeah. some conservative women have spoke up about Me Too. So yeah. and they're very, well, when, very powerful. When she came mm -hmm. back, OK, we all had a group photo session and she was sitting down and she had lost tons of weight. And I was like, how, oh, my God, how did you because she was getting bigger and she's like, I don't feel comfortable. I want to just get surgery. And I was like, yeah, me too. I'm getting bigger and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I see her after this, you know me too thing and she's like lost at least and she goes yeah I lost 35 pounds she goes you know on this tour that I was doing you know who the meanest people were I go who she goes liberal women and I'm like oh okay whatever you know it was kind of like yeah it was like weird and I remember telling Lisa Guerrero let's talk about that, Lisa for a second yeah Lisa's how great. fucking hot is Lisa girl she's so beautiful she's so beautiful oh, yeah. it's sickening. And, and you know I, I went I had, I had lunch with her the other day yeah she's so excellent too yeah. uh, smart beautiful yeah. and, and and these other women I've got to know because of my Trump work, like Jade Mayer, these great journalists, and, and Julie K. Brown, who's yes. my buddy from, oh, from, from Miami. Uh, the, yeah, she's she amazing. Whole, she's incredible. That whole Epstein. Epstein. And they love Lisa Guerrero. What? They're super bad because I said, oh hey, God. my friend that I work, you got to see the shit that she's doing on this TV oh, show. Yeah. They don't watch, and they're like all in the same, you know. <laughs> I told her, I go, you, I go, you come up on my TikTok feed every fucking day. She goes, oh, everybody hates me on TikTok. I go, really? And I'll send her a screenshot and it'll be 150,000 views. It'll be her in heels, makeup, fucking looking like Raquel Welsh, chasing a fucking dick down the street. Circling around. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to make a move on her. But I will say this, you know, and, and uh, Nancy French is, a, is a, a, a very conservative, you know, her husband David French is one of the top conservative people. She's conservative and more power to her, but she yeah. came forward about uh, sexual abuse within a, a church. 
Yeah. And the right wing turned on her. Oh. Like, I have to say this. Oh, that's they, And she was so brave. And when I see somebody Whoa. be brave like that, I'm all in with them. I'm with you. Yeah. And, you and know, they should be on her side because yeah. guess what? There's bad everywhere. And if you're like so one single minded and you're like that, like, oh, it can't, no. No, I'm, yes, yeah, it's you're right. Up. It is everywhere. Yeah. I'm Jewish. It's there. Yeah. It's in the Catholic Church, sure. the Southern Baptist Convention. Of course. Which, which is, uh, you know, I, one thing I told uh, Lisa about, I said, there's these young women at this university, Liberty University, who are raped, who are, who are, and Liberty didn't do anything about it. I've gotten to know them. And, and immediately Lisa's like, I want to talk to them. Yeah. And so I, and I, She's done you know, because I, my thing is about empowering them. Yes. Because they, you know, they live in this culture where you don't talk about that. I mean, Jerry Falwell Jr. and oh. his wife were like fucking half the people there. But what but, is that? Wasn't he fucking the pool boy or yeah. was she? It's well, no. So uh, John Carlo Grande is another friend of mine who got very supportive. Oh. Uh, he's very hot. <laughs> he's very good looking. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, it, it, I mean, Jerry Falwell threatened uh, to send John Carlo's girlfriend a video of uh, John Carlo fucking Becky Falwell. That's crazy. Like he was blackmailing him. Oh my and, god! And uh, it wasn't like this one-off thing. And, yeah. and you can see how a young person, twenty, yeah, okay, we get involved with this. Like, yeah. hey, what, what's this deal here? Yeah. And uh, Jerry says he wasn't involved sexually, but you know he's right there jerking off. Of that's, course, that's involved. Here, of course, to you're me, involved. that's involved. I'm with you. But I really support this, John Carlo, because you know uh, uh, there's a tape of me and Michael Cohen talking, and he oh, sa- I, I said, "What's Michael. going on with the follow fo- thing?" And he tells his version of how he fixed this thing for the foals and the pool boy but he didn't quite he wasn't he didn't yeah, tell everything i do that so i put the tape public and uh and then that empowered the pool boy that john carlo grande who hates me called a fucking pool boy uh I bet. He, he involved journalists to believe his story because oh. they'd heard me and michael cohen talking about how he'd fixed that deal oh. with the pictures you know i gotta give him some credit because mm-hmm. cohen when he turned he fucking really yeah. turned he and turned he said forget it i'm i'm done yeah. and and fuck this guy yeah. and fuck these people they're liars and they're mm-hmm. cheaters mm-hmm. and they're fucking horrible people making the little guy look bad so you know what i'm gonna do you know i'm gonna i'm not gonna be that fixer anymore so i do respect well, that. i do respect that a lot and i had to really shake him to yeah. get him there like physically uh, but I respect him and he went to prison yep and, and I respect him he's got a very nice family you know I, I met them I, I I spent a lot of time with him yeah before and after prison and the, the Falwells is his little niche because his little chink in the armor because he I said to him one day uh, last fall I called up go hey I want you to be the fixer for the pool boy now because the pool boy's in this horrible real estate deal with the Falwells and he oh. wants to get out of it and, and join the army or have his own life at 10 cents on the dollar they have this Miami property for this uh, gay youth hostel <laughs> they together oh my god and, right of course this. they do and he would not do that I go you can do it on your podcast you can do it in real life yeah like it would be such a good move after you were the fixer for them absolutely and the pool boy when she got the pool boy wrong too in his book and he's wow. like oh, we're on different journeys tom i don't okay. and then i found out well he's back with the fallwells uh, michael cohen what he's back buddies i don't know if they're oh, paying him I don't. but everybody has a i mean 80 80 percent 85 percent michael cohen that's as good as you oh. can get from someone yeah, from the okay. trump world so he's done a million i did not know that he was back with he, the fall but, yeah. but he's done a million great yeah, things since and then, he was yeah. very it was very important yeah you know and that these people that all talk it's very important you know, yeah. I think it's extremely important, and we usually don't talk politics on the show, but you were so involved with everything with Trump, and when that happened on the 6th, I was so, I just thought he's, this is it, like, the, 
You know, the last time somebody tried to attack the Capitol, it was the fucking Taliban on 9-11. Right. You're and right. the other time it was January 6th and it was Trumpers. Mm-hmm. And, and I love when people say- I don't think say, it's political to say, oh my God, people tried to overthrow a no. free and fair election oh my God. in America. It's, not, it's like just being a good American. A and, citizen, and, yeah. And also as a, as a father, what I do, if I could have a little bit of influence on something that could negatively affect my children, right. then I need to speak up. We need to speak need up, to and I don't something. think it's political. Well, I, what I had a problem with when they stormed the Capitol, when they were blaming, they kept saying it was the leftist retard. What do they call us? The, the Antifa? Libtards. The Antifa. 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 And by the way, libtards so, is a very offensive term. For sure. It's yeah. a, 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 because the R word. Uh, uh, of, of, well, but here's you know, the thing. My, so I said, I was talking to somebody about it and I go, so you're saying that we, that this, the Antifa, and yes, I am anti-fascist, but whatever, Mm -hmm. I guess that's supposed to be a bad thing, um, stormed the Capitol and we dressed up as Trumpers. Why do we storm the Capitol? Our president just fucking won. Why would we yeah. storm the Capitol? No, it makes no blind, sense. And they, but they believe these conspiracies. Yeah. And, you well, know, that's what it, scares me. is what they are. Yeah. You know, they're not, uh, they're, they're usually just not a, a violent overthrow. They'd like to, you yeah. know, they're, they're, you know, yeah. anarchists. But, but think about our kids, right? Because our kids are growing up and they're all going to be, you know, somebody. When Barack Obama became president, it was a proud moment for me. When Hillary was going to be, and I told my daughter, this is such a history. Mm-hmm historic and it didn't happen okay so i didn't know trump was going to be as bad as he was but when biden picked kamala i knew it was going to be kamala harris and i Mm -hmm. said she is the first woman vice president Mm -hmm. and she is of color this is fucking historical and 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 let's hold on to that because you don't know like we had great eight years and then we had it was crazy town for a year so but it is great that biden won and women yeah. of color women and women of color stood up and voted and said yeah, yeah. fuck this because yeah. men will put up with a lot of shit all men are like well we'll compromise well you know when i was in high school i put my dick in a hot dog bun so <laughs> how can i judge trump you know <laughs> but women when women have had enough they have had enough oh yeah that was from bachelor party remember <laughs> he put his dick in a hot box <laughs> no my buddy mo did it too well, i'm gonna see this weekend in iowa but uh <laughs> and he got kicked so hard he had an injury to his uh private what? i mean you could not write half of yeah. your life in a book it's yeah. unbelievable yeah. <laughs> forget your sister i, I mean you are just dick, as entertaining a dick and, and a hot dog bud's the yeah. name of my next album but anyway <laughs> the bottom line is we are here where we are and i'm so happy i became i i registered to vote and i've been a citizen for i don't know 10 years uh the first person i voted for was was biden yeah so i you know it's not it's just because it's a civic duty and i want to be part of that and and it's a good thing to do so i'm teaching my kids that and they are I mean, it sounds so fucking cheesy in Whitney Houston, but they are the, the future. And so you've yeah, got to are. instill those values. You yeah. Know? You got to do your best to instill yeah. them and, and they may go but do you feel another like, direction. Do you feel like, okay, so your mom yeah. had you so young. You had kids later. I had kids later. I had kids yeah. at 40 and 42. Do you think that is, it's a good thing? Like it is a good thing. Yeah. For me. I, for me too. When I was 18 and worked at Hormel, the, uh, the kill oh, floor, Jesus. my 17 year old girlfriend said she's pregnant. I was like, Oh, oh hell, that's how I work here 50 years. And I went down, and, and uh, she was from Missouri too. Drove down, her father was this 6'10 farmer who hated me already, oh, but I had to ask for his daughter's hand uh, in marriage. That's what you do. And he wanted to murder me. And then I found out she was <laughs> she was lying. And it turns oh. out my sperm count is so low, it's, it's, it was physiologically impossible. No. And I was like, oh, I got another chance in life. 
Oh, she was like, whoa. because I would have done that thing yeah, you would have done that my dad did, did that you sister. do. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's hard Other, not to do yeah. it when you're a woman yeah. and you have the baby. Yeah. And, uh, but, but I, uh, but I uh, did do that. I got another chance in life. Thought yeah. I won't be here 50 years. But also, you know, being sober, I think, you know, my kids always tell me I get in the car and I'm like day 35 and they're like, we're so proud of you, mom. Mm -hmm. And I'll say little things like, hey, um, like, did you notice this and that? They're like, yeah, we had code words. Mm -hmm. We knew things we could see when you would talk differently, you would slur your words. And I, and I thought I was hiding it from everybody. What a fucking joke that was. Well, you'll have stories come out the longer you're sober because you are fucking new. Yeah. You just were born. I know. And, and, yeah. and everything yeah. seems like there'll be days where you think I got this shit figured out <clears throat> and we I never don't. really get it figured out. No. Except that you keep talking about it. You're rigorously honest and you share it with uh, like-minded with fellow alcoholics and addicts. You yeah. spend time with people that, I do. that get you and know you. I go on sober TikTok and I go there for hours. I read other people's stories and they're honest. Like they'll say I had five years and I'm, I'm back to day one and I'm like, okay you know and the courage it takes to go yes you know i and i've i've had i had 19 years and to go oh. okay i'm a day one because you get your whole who you are is suddenly about being this sober person yeah and then when you want to walk in there and there's all these young guys yeah who your sponsor who are looking up to you to go i'm not sober i just started oh. back again i oh. did this that takes more courage than yes. anything very few people have this one okay sober and stayed yeah. you know and, and the thing about relapse it, you know, it's part of sobriety. It is part of sobriety. Wow. You have to be careful; it doesn't kill you. Yes, but but well, because what he's talking about, and Doctor Drew said this to me because I was on Xanax. He said, if you go off, oh, Xanax, Xanax, he hates yeah. Doctor Drew and I talked you. about it. Yeah. It'll kill you. He said it'll kill you automatically. It'll kill, it's a it weird can. thing too. It so, can. Yeah. It can. Well, if you're your own doctor. So, so you, you yeah. So relapse is part of that's. Uh, thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. um, I can only do the best I can do today, and. I, you know, I'm just inspired by people that have done it for such a long time. I think, okay, that, okay, cool. I'm not good with going out. Like Lizzie is really good about, you know, like there's a party and she's like, I told them not to invite you. I said, thank you. I'm, I'm too fresh. Well, it is a wine tasting basically. So <laughs> yeah. I did not think it was How a good idea. How boring is that though? <laughs> <laughs> wine tasting. I'm here to get fucked up. My, exactly. <laughs> and my girlfriend said, I'm going to give you that as a birthday gift Renee. And I'm like, not a good idea. Right. But the next day after it happened, the blackout happened. I said, cancel it it's not right. i can't mm -hmm. my body is I'm, give yourself get to a year yeah and then you know and then uh, it, it, not everybody's like this but i have never been tempted to get drunk i'm not saying it couldn't happen tomorrow yeah but i've been tempted to take medication okay. or do all these uh -huh. other things and yeah. it could happen tomorrow okay but but in time you'll figure out the what's what and you had a really funny a real truthful thing you said how much weight you'd gained by drinking, because that gain, yeah, you know, pounds. believe me, I could gain weight, obviously, by anything, but it it just doesn't help. It no. doesn't help your physiological. There's a million reasons not to do it. Well, mentally, I was becoming very slow and sluggish. And Lizzie, I thought Lizzie knew, because sometimes I'd be doing a podcast and I would have wine beside mm -hmm. me, and she attributed it to other things. I didn't think you were drinking during the day. Yeah, I did she not attributed know. it to same cancer drugs because mm -hmm. I have to take those. That for would make sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, lying to her, lying to myself, and uh, so being accountable has been so big for me, but it's so funny when I go on those lives now, they're like, Oh my God, your face is thinner or Oh my God. Mm -hmm. you're... So it's encouraging. And I you said, look amazing. it was all 
bloat. It was yeah. all booze bloat, but I still have to lose. And then Tom. No, you don't. Tom Not said, for me. No, listen we to what Tom said. We can be fucking in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved yeah, you. Yeah. He said to me, well, you know, I got sober and then watch out because you can fucking start eating. Like we replace things. Which yeah, is but true. it's okay. But whatever. Yeah, that whatever first it is. Year, People do what you gotta smoke, do. Drink, don't do it. Just nothing. But don't do any drugs or alcohol. If you really think that's my whole job, it doesn't mean you're going to start eating. But when people put on a little weight, I go, okay, they're off the drugs. Yeah. You know, that's a comfort. Uh, and comfort. don't let that get in your head. Listen, yeah. nobody in the world could blame you for drinking after all you have been through. Right. right. And it's you. fucking outrageous. Most people, you survived. You went through a massive surgery. You went through stuff at work. I mean, yeah. most people don't survive. Don't let anybody ever fucking shame you because right. you're a hero, yeah. and you're a hero, and, and and you've always had that. Oh, it's funny. I'm I want to make the best out right. of this, but it hurts. Yes, it hurts to go through yes. that. It hurts. It's scary. You're so right. You know, and your kids. You, well, you that's know, like you. You're funny. Yeah, and so it, it can mask. Yeah, yeah, and it masks a lot of those fucking horrible. Right, because you're like you kind of make light of it, and I've always made light of it until I. One day in Miami, I was working with my my coworkers, and it was a girl who got molested. And I was like, "Oh, please!" Every uncle is mm -hmm. weird and touchy feely, and they're like, "What?" And I was twenty three, and mm -hmm. I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "What?" And it it put a a, a little bee in my bonnet. And mm -hmm. then I called Doctor Drew seven years later. It took me a long time to face it, but as I did, I was drinking more, and I I think you probably suppressed what terry did like oh, sure. hardcore sure man when you get clear it's oh. like looking at the clouds and they're all mixed up and all of yes. a sudden you get clear and then you'd see what yes. it is you see what happened and you're right i'm such a baby like somebody asked me how did you do it i'm like i'm a baby please don't i don't know my ways i don't i just stopped because i had a bottom what was your bottom i don't want to talk about it but i did black out yeah okay um so you know did you get a dui no i did not and then a lot of other people you're not an alcoholic yes i am i spent about an hour fighting people telling them it scares them when you say it's because it makes them look at their yeah, own drinking or they're like you are like they i haven't had anything in the press bad like yeah. drinking uh. so they're like what and i'm like yeah i was a day drinker and all you know the mm -hmm. whole thing you know like champagne on a sunday brunch became it's 11 on a monday and i'm a loser i don't have a job uh you know fox didn't want me i was a good host uh i got divorced i was a great wife like i I suck, you know, that self-loathing and depression. Of course. And, and then alcohol makes it worse. And don't let anybody, don't be around anybody that shames you. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. them. Absolutely. You know, your kids, this isn't the worst. When you were almost dying, yeah. could you imagine what they're feeling then? Like, fuck it, that's scary shit. Yeah. This stuff, yeah. you know, they'll, they're, they've already learned to cope with yes. shit the kids shouldn't have to cope with. Yes. And now they're, you know, so you have a special relationship with I these do. kids. They were here for my whole entire cancer yes. journey. And I always kind of made light of it. And mm -hmm. they always thought, I, it must have really, I, we had them on the podcast and Lizzie asked, you know, how did you feel? And they said scared. And I was like, you were? I had no idea. Of course. So probably my drinking scared them too. So yeah. I just love the fact that you have such a great relationship with your kids. I see you on these films. You're such a good dad. And they only know you as a sober person. Yeah. So my kids know me now as both, and I am early in the stages, but I'm reaching out, and I think that that's a big thing. Yeah, and it's also good to be honest about how we got there to kids that weren't there on day one. Yeah. But our, your life, I know you're very honest about it. It's good to be yeah. like that because... 
you know, I mean, we are we're, we are who we are, and I love being called a good father more yeah, than anything uh-huh. I've ever done. I've been in 130 movies. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I've been, that is, because it is genuinely the most important thing, being a good parent. You know that. We yeah. can say it. So yeah. It is. We You feel that when your kids are, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm nothing. Yeah. It's all about what can I do for 100. these guys. 100. That's yeah. why I've never dated. I've never brought a man over here. It's been Like eight, I said, we'll have, we can have sex, sex in five minutes. Sex after the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll leave. I'll I'd yeah. like to meet you. Yeah. Uh, Rocco, guess who I'm married to? <laughs> the counselor at Camp yeah. I Want to Pee Pee. moving up my life. That would make his day. Are you kidding? Yeah. All right. Well, Tom, I am so thrilled. All right. That thank you're here. you. You. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting the boot. Bye. No, no you're amazing. And, and you're one of those people that I've always just loved. I, I loved you on the Best Damn Sports Show. And then I met you and I was like, oh my God, he's even better in person. So I've always thought you were a special guy. And, and thank you for reaching out to me because I remember being wasted at Jimmy Kimmel's for Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. And I remember gravitating towards you because mm-hmm. he's sober and everybody around you was all fucked up, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. how the fuck does he do this? Mm-hmm. That fa- but you fascinated know what you're doing? Me. You're putting, you're checking it out. You're yeah. saying that guy's sober. Yeah. What's he got? What's a, people are it, sober, you know, fri- are sober curious. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's I've had a good a thing of, to be. Yeah. Like a lot of women said to me, I'm sober curious. And I'm like, Oh, I, I think I was too at once. And, and I'm like, well, you know, well, try it out. I said, I, it's really benefiting me. My kids love it. And yeah. I love it. More importantly, it's for if me. If I could drink two wines a night, I'd be fucking drinking two wines yeah. a night. That has, I, I have no interest. No. I, I, I just want to be bottle, wasted. You're drinking the fucking bottle yeah. and moving on to number two. And I also had to hide my drug use and drinking use. Once I realized, oh, people aren't into this. Yes. And you, oh. it's not really hiding. But then people that you know find you know. people that do what you do and there's yeah. a special language yeah. and you excited to see them because you're like, okay, they're carrying or whatever, yeah. right? Like they've got, yeah. So anyway. Let uh, me say this too. I, yeah. You're a very strong woman. Thank I've loved you. you since I met you. Uh, I consider you, you uh, fearless, strong, thank a you. great role model oh. and, and uh, very honest. Yes. And that's what's going to save your life here. Yes. Your honesty because that's all of us try not to be, yeah. but you've always been honest. So yes. it's going to make your journey much easier Thank and much you. more fun. Well, you've helped it. I feel like sometimes when I talk to people on the phone that are sober, whether it's Heather, whether it's you. I love Heather. I By love the way, Heather. Oh Heather is a fucking... She's a rock star. She's a great one to talk to, too. Yeah. You know. Well, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's hilarious. People don't realize how funny she is about yeah. all of this. Well, yeah. I'm just facing yeah, it. You know? But she's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I've spent a little bit of time with her on this end of things. And she's amazing and oh, honest. One and, of my favorite people. Beautiful and whatever. Yeah, I'm with you. And she has two and a half years. So I look up to that. And the funniest thing, we're talking on the phone, she's like, don't ever ask me to be your sponsor. I go, I would never. Oh yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Because it's a lot of fucking <laughs> it's work. It's a, a lot of work. And I go, I would never fucking ask yeah. you to be my sponsor. Yeah. Can I do something else? Yeah, I love that. I, I love that she brought it up right yeah. away because I'm like, I would never. Anyway, yeah. Tom Arnold, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank I love you. you. You can see Tom in movies. You can see Tom in TV shows. Whatever. You've pretty much done it all, Whatever. right? And Whatever. now you're amazing dad. Isn't yeah. that the fucking home yeah, that's run? A, that's that's the, the triple, yeah. That's over. I just did a movie with uh, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, sorry. And before I went to work, my son's like, wait, he's not old. I go, not everybody. I do a movie. You know, it's old. funny you say that. Project X came on the other night, and I and my daughter had a sleepover. And so I go, oh, yeah, I'm in this movie. And they're like, what? Because it's all teenagers having a house party. Oh, and yeah. Snoop Dogg's in it and Jimmy oh, Kimmel. Yeah. And I'm at the very end, and I showed them my scene, and they were all so impressed. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I was once yeah. something, yeah, okay? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Come out to the guest house and look at the fucking yeah, wall, would yeah, you? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tom, I love you. I Thank love you, you too. so much, Thank and you we guys. will see you guys. 
Thank you. On the next episode of Ask Jillian, don't forget to download and subscribe and like because we love all that. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Tom. (laughs)